it's Midnight Wisdom tonight, and these are Khalid Yassin's Midnight Thoughts. <laughs> How gay was that? Anyways, man, like, I've I've missed this so much, just sitting down and, and talking to you guys. Like, Finland was a, was an experience for sure, but I, I just didn't expect I'd have three... I'd have three guests on the show within the past three weeks, you know, that wasn't uh, really planned, it just happened. And they're wonderful guests, you know, Ahmed had a lot to say, Alia is just brilliant, and uh, Joao, you learn how to say his name when you listen to the episode. Uh, <laughs> the son of God, he, he was pretty cool too. So, yeah, I met Joao when, uh, he's a friend of Johannes, my friend that I was visiting in Finland. And we just decided at some point, yo, uh, we get each other quite well, let's let's record this thing and let's do it. I recorded one with Johannes too, but I didn't think I want to upload I don't think I want to upload it anytime soon. I think I'll upload it when I feel like uploading it. And I don't really feel like talking about Finland. You know, the past, it's been a while. It's been like more than three weeks where I've just sat down and, and talked about about my like life in general, you know, and <laughs> and I've missed it honestly. It became a habit, you know, weekly habit where I was doing it, and I'd I'd look forward to it. And some points, and at some points, and other points, it energizes me and makes me feel like, whoa, I needed this, you know, I needed to get this off my chest. And I think this is one of those moments where I need to get things off my chest. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about the path that you don't take, right? Because, you know, for me, I graduate in, in a few months and and I I have to think about which path I want to take, right? And there's always different options you could go for in your life. And even, even not like on a life type of path, even at, in one night where you have the option to, to do this or do that, you know? Like today I was, I was sitting in bed and I was really tired for, I don't know why I was tired. Maybe I, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, you know, just one of those days. And I'm sitting down watching this, like, really shit series called The Umbrella Academy on Netflix. It came out. And, you know, from the second I started watching this, I'm like, this is a f- pretty horrible show, you know. The, the the actors aren't being developed properly. The dialogue between the characters is, is pretty... Like, there's no development in, in character at all, even within the dialogue. You're not tr- really showing us the, their relationships properly. But the narrative behind the story was sort of interesting, so I was just really skimming through the episode just to understand what's going on, to, to understand the narrative more than just looking at, at the actors acting badly. And I remembered um, I'm subscribed to this thing called Hochschulsport, which means university sport, uh, in German, and uh, there's so many classes that happen weekly, so there's there's an ultimate frisbee class, and I looked out and I saw the sun was shining, and I was tired, and I thought to myself, you know what, fuck it, I need a change of pace, this class was happening in half an hour, and I live half an hour away, and like, I just made the decision, and, and wore my pants, uh, and just left, you know, and I went, I went out, and I was 10 minutes late, but who who gives a fuck, you know, I, I, I practiced with everyone, and, you know, I was a bit generally tired, on the way there, I was thinking, you know what, fuck, a part of me was like, I should have stayed in bed, I should have, I could have been sleeping right now, 
and relaxing and playing a video game or writing or recording a podcast or like a million other things than just sitting in the bus going to play frisbee but i haven't played frisbee in a long time and i fucking love this sport you know it feeds something into my soul that i i know i i sometimes really need so all of that inner dialogue was happening in the in the bus but at the same time there was this other voice a voice that i like to listen to the most that was thinking you know what, good on you that you're actually on your way right now. Even if you feel like shit, you're you're still trying to do something, you know. You're trying to change your pace, you're trying to to feel something different, to put a different type of energy into your life. And, you know, half of it is just showing up, of course. So that's the path I took, and, and then I had to, you know, walk to the, to the field where they were playing, and I got there, and I, I started playing with them. And at the beginning, you know, I wasn't so pumped, I was just doing the movements with them and then little by little I found myself, you know, getting more and more pumped, less and less thinking about my situation and about life and, and things that I am usually thinking about and more and more about about what I'm doing right now, being here, playing frisbee with these strangers I don't know, but, you know, people who play frisbee are generally very, very calm and chill people, you know, I've, I've come to notice that. That's a good culture around around it for sure. And now thinking about it, you know, like now I'm back home and I'm recording this and I have this type of energy to record, you know, I have like, I, I was planning on recording tomorrow, but fuck that, I'm, I'm doing this right now. And that's the path I took. And there was obviously the other path I could have taken, which was just like, chillax, cook something nice, do something relaxing, let yourself rest, you know, you deserve this for whatever reason. For some reason, I wanted to convince myself I deserve to rest. Sometimes you do, sometimes you do, I'm not saying... I'm not saying you don't, but it's just for me, like, I've noticed this so much, even in Finland, you know, when I was, we were going out or doing whatever, I'm always thinking, like, I could have, I could have done this differently, and I could have had a very different result, you know, if I made a different decision, I could have gone there instead of there, I could have talked to this person instead of that person, I could have approached that person in a different manner as well, you know, like, I... I had a few situations where I was thinking, like, I wonder how my night would have ended if I, I just decided on different choices, you know, through my night of who I'm interacting with or what I want to do or all of that. And the funny thing is, is that every time, no matter what path I end up taking, I always think about the path I didn't take and could have easily taken. And I would think to myself, why didn't I take that path? You know, why didn't I do that that way instead you know I, I could be happier right now I could be I don't know and and this isn't the first time this happens to me this this is like it's a voice that and I think it's a voice a lot of us share where you go on a certain path and you think to yourself I should have I should have taken the other one you know it's it's the one you don't experience it's the one that you miss out on and the only place this path exists right now is in your imagination. It doesn't exist in the reality and timeline that you're in right now. So it's all in your head. What could have happened or what might have happened. It might not have happened any way like you thought it might happen to begin with. But in your head, it feels so real. And it makes you truly believe that it, you would have been better off if you took that path. That you would have been happier or that you would have experienced something more. Or a million other things, you know. And I just think that's a bit, you know funny and confusing it's just like 
first off your imagination once you start imagining a different path is that your over your imagination tends to over exaggerate the possibilities of what can actually happen or the type of experience that you might be open to when when you're on that path and because you experienced what's on your path right now a part of you is curious what you could have maybe experienced on the other path right you know something different might have happened maybe more fun maybe less fun but for sure even if you took that path you'll probably think to yourself why didn't i take the other path <laughs> you can take that to your to the scale of your entire life you can take that to the scale of your entire an entire month or an entire week or like even even like i i had the decision do i go for 10 days to visit my friend who i haven't seen in 9 months in finland or do i spend my money some some other way you know stay in hamburg for example and buy new clothes that i might need or uh just have more money to not have to worry about my finances or buy some headphones that i i was looking forward to getting for a while or travel back to jordan to see my parents it would have cost me definitely a lot less finland was hella expensive i didn't i didn't expect finland to be that expensive you know like a part of me knew but also forgot that <laughs> finland is a fucking expensive place and like i burnt through like the money that i saved up to to spend there very quickly which is a shame but then i started while i was there thinking about the path like what if i i didn't come to finland what if i did something different you know even though like i'm i'm totally satisfied and happy with the entire experience you know i experienced a lot in finland i i like a lot went down and we were living you know my 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 friend he lives with he lives in a villa with 11 people man and each of them is so fucking different the villa's huge and they have they have like a sauna and a steam room i think i said that before but the funny thing is is that they have they also have a 20 month old child in the house running around a little girl so there's a single mom who has a kid and the kids always you know chilling running playing in the kitchen throwing things around screaming shouting like it's just a fun kid like she doesn't shout much and and she's just pretty chill and it's it's just funny to be honest you know just having a kid in a house of an, of adults who are all almost complete strangers to this kid but at the same time this kid is exposed to so many different stimulus or stimuli right like i wonder how this kid's going to grow up really like i'm i'm just curious to see how she's going to develop because that's like that's definitely not the norm normal environment people tend to grow up in and the nice thing is that her mom socializes her with other kids too she's not just you know around adults the entire day so you'll have other kids in the house as well speaking finnish you know and i'd be walking walking to the kitchen and like i have this other 3 or 4 year old girl and 6 year old guy no they're they're a bit younger maybe 3 year old girl and yeah 5 year old boy and i just walk in and like the first thing i do when i see a kid is like i i just fist bump them you know without really making it a big deal i just put my arm and just like fist bump and i keep walking to cook whatever i was cooking or whatever and these kids you know af- after a fist bump they're like oh shit this guy is someone i can i can sort of play with you know <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's a fun it's a fun dynamic to establish, you know, and it happens easily with a fist bump that shouldn't mean too much. 
And you know this this little girl, three or four years old, she comes up to me and she starts talking to me in Finnish. And I have no fucking idea what this girl is saying, you know. But I just look at her, poker face, nothing. Uh, and I just, you know, I think I nod and I look at her and I say something in Arabic just to fuck with her just as much as she's fucking with me right now. And she looks at me and she says something in Finnish in a very, very adorable and curious way. And I look at my friend who was next to me and he looks at me and he's like, dude, <laughs> she's so polite to you. It's unbelievable. I'm like, what she say? She's like... Uh, she said, sir, uh, I'm sorry, but I, I just don't understand any word that you're saying right now. Can can you please elaborate or explain? And I'm like, whoa, shit, this, this kid uh, gets it, you know. <laughs> Very relaxed and fun kid. Uh, it's funny, it's fun. Like, I was exposed a lot just in the 10 days I spent in that house, you know. That house was a was an entirely different domain than, than anything I've ever experienced in my life. You know, like, I, I remember this third day I was there, third, fourth day. I my friend comes to me Johannes and he tells me dude uh, since you like steam rooming and going to the sauna so much people like a few of my roommates hooked up the steam room and they're they're upstairs so if you want to go you can go and he didn't join he wanted to work on something so I'm like yeah fuck yeah awesome I take my clothes off and I go to the sauna and like obviously like in the sauna Finland almost if it's not a public sauna everyone's naked right so we get to the, I get to the steam room and I and I walk inside and there's like two dudes already in, in in the steam room, and obviously like like you go into the steam room and it's full of steam and steam has this like mystical aspect to it right where you feel like oh, what is this and what's going on, and I, I I walk in and there's a guy <clears throat> with like with long but really nice hair, uh and he's laying down on the on I don't know what to call it like where you sit in the steam room the wooden bench he's lying down and this his this other roommate I already knew uh Sakuri was sitting on the other side so I go and I I I'm about to sit next to Sakuri on on the opposite side of the guy laying down and I say hi to both of them and I and I look at the guy sitting down laying down sorry and he looks at me and he he just asks me out of nowhere before I even sit down. He's like, "Hey man, how are you?" And I look at him and like no one asked me how I am in a long time before tr- saying, "Who are you?" He didn't ask me who am I. He asked me, "How am I?" or "How I am?" And that that sort of I don't know why it hit me in a different way, but it like hit me in a different way. I was like, "Fuck!" No one asked me how I am in a very long time, and I. And like, I, I feel like, you know, I felt like good vibes. I'm like, yeah, man, I, I feel amazing, man. Thanks. I feel good. I said good. I feel good, man. Thanks. And how are you? And he just, there was this 10 second silence, you know, I sit down and he doesn't say anything for 10 seconds. He just stares away into the mystical foggy <laughs> night of the sauna. Uh, and he just looks at me after 10 seconds and he answers, I'm present. <laughs> no one has ever answered that question like me asking that question. No one's ever answered it like that before. So I was I was in a state where I was like, oh shit, oh fuck. <laughs> 
what am I what am I dealing with here exactly? You know, what's what's this new situation I'm in that I've never sort of experienced before? You know, this guy didn't ask me who who I am. He just cared about how I'm doing, and then like out of nowhere, he tells me something that's real for him. You know, he he didn't give me a cheap answer, just like I gave him. Like I'm good. I was good. But it's sort of a cheap answer that your mind automatically knows to tell people, like when when it, when it's asked a certain question, and you have these you have these things in your mind on on auto dial, like on speed dial, actually. Whenever anyone asks you anything, uh, like where are you from or what do you do, or so yeah, like he quickly penetrated what I thought was normal, and then he tells me he's he's present, which is the true state that he's in right now rather than telling me anything different he really used the word that described his immediate perception of his reality and from then on the conversation was something different you know like i knew like this isn't the type of normal person i'm dealing with he he's the type that really gets real and you have to be as real you know and we started talking about camino de santiago I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It's like a road that goes between France and Spain and I think gets to Portugal. Like it's a fucking long ass road. But it's a it's a road people go on to take to do a pilgrimage, right? To walk like eight hundred and fifty kilometers or more and usually by yourself with the minimal amount of things that you need. And you see like what what can happen. You don't go with any expectations of something you want to achieve. You just walk. And he told me, Valtteri, his name is Valtteri, by the way, the guy who who's present. <laughs> I'm present. So he tells me the story about how his, his girlfriend went there a few years ago and did the pilgrimage on Camino de Santiago. And Camino, by the way, means street in Spanish, just so you know, or road. So it makes sense. And... Um, he tells me how she was on this on this road, on this pilgrimage, and she sleeps at this church. They give her shelter for a bit. Uh, and she talks, uh, she knows a bit of Spanish, so she, she talks to the, to the priest there, and he tells her about how they're working on reconstructing or constructing some, some new things in the church or building a new church. Like, they're working on construction projects to, to I don't know, create more space. And she asks, you know, how can I help? And he tells her, you, you sort of can't. We're going to start the construction in three months. So if you want to come back and be here in three months, then you can, you, you're more than welcome to help out. And she looks at him and she says, I'm not going to be here in three months, but I am here now. So what can I do to help you now? And the priest was like, oh shit. He, he puts his head up and he starts thinking and he's like, you know what? We, we can we can do something. So he gives her shelter and food and everything for seven days. And for a week, she stays there and helps construct a new, smaller church somewhere else. And I just thought, like, dude, that's so cool, you know? Going going on this, this path, right? And not knowing where it's going to take you. And just being exactly where it is, whenever wherever you are in this path as you walk through it, right? You're nowhere else. You're not thinking about a path you didn't take. You're not thinking about a path that can be, you know. And then because of that uh, expectation of the path being a certain way sort of filters out what can actually happen to you and what you can experience. I talked about this with Ahmed about 
how expectations really filter your reality and your ex- ability to experience new things. And Valtteri was was like he's he's supposed to go on this uh, pilgrimage in April, and I asked him like and I, and the second I asked this question I was like I, I want to take it back and I asked him like oh you you're looking forward to it like what do you expect, and like then I quickly like understood and he understood that I understood that we shouldn't expect <laughs> anything on this road and he told me I'm just gonna go man we'll see what happens I don't know for how long I don't know what's gonna happen I don't know anything and. He doesn't even want to think about it, which is also the good approach. So your imagination doesn't start building up a certain idea of how this time you spend there is going to be like, you know. And that's always a good thing to do. To Like whenever we have a vacation or something coming up, we always sort of build it up in our heads. And, and, and because it's a path we think we're going to follow at some point, we create this sort of simulation in our head where we imagine that path play itself out. And we imagine the things that could be possible on that path. But then we're there in that moment and we think that we need to sort of force and push things in a certain way so they can fit the image in our heads of how this path should turn out like how we imagined, right? And that fucks everything up, you know, not just for you, but for the people around you. You end up, you know, ruining your expectations and trying to force your expectations on others and you end up not getting any. You, you're not there anymore. You're in your head, and just like that, after after you finish your your time in that situation, after that entire entire event finishes, whether it's a vacation or ten years of your life, you know, whether it's a day or years, you'll look back and think, "I could have taken another path, even when I was on that path. We even when I was there." And it's it's a it's a good thing to look back, you know. I'm I'm the type of person who really reflects a lot on the things that he does, you know. Or like if I if I have a certain type of interaction with someone, I look I look back on it. And this is something that the podcast is doing for me too. I look back on the on the situation and I'll think, you know, what did I what did I think about this when it happened? How did it make me feel? Okay, I reacted this way then because I was feeling like that what would have happened or would it have been better if I reacted a different way? Or let's say I caused the problem or not directly caused the problem, but my actions sort of... A problem happened, right? And within that problem, I had a certain course of action that I took that may or may not have led to that thing happening. And I'll ask myself, what could have what could have I done to at least decrease the chance of that happening or see what could I have at least done a little bit better or uh, you know and, and you'll get to answers if you ask these questions and, and you can evaluate that and try to incorporate them in your being next time something a bit similar happens you know it won't be the same exact situation but it will be similar and maybe the next time something similar does happen and you still fuck up Reflect on that too and be like, yeah, why did I fuck up here? How was the situation a bit different in a way that didn't let me act out how I thought I should be acting out? And yeah, it's a, it's a complicated thing, man, because we only have one life and we always have so many choices. We can only take one path and there's so many choices. What choice do I take to go on this path? It's like one life two choices let's keep it at two choices 
and and you're torn between that. You know, I could have I could have decided today to stay in bed, but I decided on the harder choice to actually go and and face something different and new for me and experience something that might enrich me in a certain way that I I knew could happen, but I wasn't sure would happen, you know? And I went, even though I didn't feel like it. I went on that path, the sort of harder path, but it's always easy to follow the easier path because it's the path, if it's easy, it has less resistance. If it has less resistance, it's not... There's not going to be the, the reward that you're craving afterwards. Even, even, you know, aside from thinking about expectations and all of that, these, these reward, like, you'll feel the sense of reward once you show yourself that you're the type of person who'll act or make the decision and choice to move on that harder path. And whatever path happens, whatever path you go through, and you're on at the you're on the you're at the other end of that path. There's no point in looking back and and just regretting the fact that you even existed within that path. There's only looking at it and thinking, okay, I went on this path. Maybe it could be a million reasons, but maybe because at that time it was the easiest path. I didn't have the information I needed. You know, of course, like after you're on, after you finish the path, you have so much more information that you can use to evaluate the situation properly. And, you know, you'll, you'll usually know what you need to know after you needed to know it. <laughs> right? I think, I think, I think it happened to all of us, you know, where. You go through a situation, after you're the situation, it's so obvious and clear what you should have done. But, you know, you couldn't have known that unless you actually went through that situation, right? But you'll always know the answer afterwards, because that's when you'll have the information. So afterwards, look at the information you have. I, I lived through this, you know. Go through your memory database and be like, and try to see it as, as real and as true as possible. Because we do tend to lie to ourselves a lot, and a lot of what we remember is fabricated fabricated through our imagination and it can be faulty but it's, it's still it's a good functional tool even if it's faulty sometimes so yeah you look at that you know look at the path that you that you took you don't regret but just look at look at what you can learn even if there's not much to learn like you there's so much you can try to you can find so much meaning in things that really don't have that much meaning you know how you interacted with a person, how you looked at them and smiled, but maybe when you smiled, you didn't look at them long enough or you you didn't have eye contact with them. You were too shy to have that connection at that point, so you just walked away instantly. Or when you said goodbye, you said it in a very awkward way because you were afraid of being awkward and that sort of caused it to be, be awkward. <laughs> My advice with goodbyes is to just do it and leave, you know, don't give it the time for it to fester and be an awkward thing. Um, <clears throat> so you can look at these small things, man, you can look at the entire situation, be like, what decisions drove me to be on this past path to begin with? And what drove me to make these decisions? And you can go further and ask, you know, what drove... <laughs> Wait, uh, that that just fucked me up a bit. So what drove me to make those decisions? 
on what drove me to drive me to make those decisions. I'm trying to take this a step deeper, but it's not working. Anyways, this is in your head. Think about it, you know? And you only have one life. You're only on on one pa- one life. You, you have this path that you can take. You can only take one path at a time. The path is always going to be changing. And you can never know what to expect from the path. But what, what I recommend is... Uh, at least your relationship when you're on that path is to be to be there as it's happening instead of focusing on where this path is going focus on what you can do right now to make sure that the path is the best it can be where you're at and if i want to compare this to a good metaphor i'd compare it to the author writing his book you know you can be a, you can be like you can be a good author or The process of writing anything is very different from what people expect. People probably think that, you know, you have the entire book thought out in your head and then you write the story. But that's that's really not how it is. You usually have an idea of of the story, you know, like like I have about the path I'm taking right now with my life. I have an idea of the ultimate goal I want to reach, the ideal that I want to achieve. And because of that, I I have a sort of directional compass of where I want my path to go. But I'm not basing my entire path on that ideal, but it's just that if I continue to work on towards that ideal, something's going to happen, you know? (laughs) So that's it, you know, an, an, an author can have an idea of the story or the plot of the book and can have an idea of how the book is going to end. But as you write the book, as you describe the characters, as you describe their actions, as you describe what they're doing and how they're doing it and why they did it and the colors of the things around you and the rooms they're in and all of that, that's that's those are the tiny intricate details you don't really think about when you think about the grand scheme of things. But those are the tiny things that actually give the book proper flavor and give it meaning. And the only time you can actually get that isn't when you're so fixated on imagining the entire exact plot of everything happening at every moment within the book. No, it's by sitting down and actually writing towards that plot or ending that you're trying to get to. But how you get to it is going to always be very different. And by the end of it, it might be a completely different ending. But you'll have a pretty damn good book because instead of being instead of being at where the book ends or being somewhere other than where the pen is right now you're only where the pen is right now you're only you are the words as they're being written nothing more and nothing less just make sure that every word that you write every word that you live through is a word that has a lot of meaning in your life or the word that can give you the most meaning sometimes parts of the book might be boring Some might be more interesting, but within the cosmic narrative of the book, within the narrative of your life, it's going to be a good book because you're focused on the ink as it's being written right before it dries. So yeah, I guess that's my, those are my midnight thoughts tonight. I've missed this. I really have. And a part of me really needed this. I love that I can share this with you guys and um, wish you the best on your path, yeah.
Tak jo.